Welcome to another edition of the SC Time Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host Brian Mosey. Brian, we have a shortened week. Each of us are only working two days this week, kind of nice before Christmas. We have the holidays off and then a ton of tournaments next week. We're just trying to map out where we're going to be each day, which took about 30 to 45 minutes before we even started recording this. But there's going to be a lot of stuff going on this week. It's light this week, but next week we're going to be kind of running all over the place. Yeah, we're just kind of passing by this week. Um, this is the one day that Zach and I are um, here together, so we're going to give you a podcast just because we like you, you know. And it's uh, on a Wednesday. And it's on a Wednesday. <laughs> um, it's the gift that just keeps on giving. Um, but uh, yeah, and then next week, Zach will be off on Tuesday, but I'll be on and um, and then we'll be kind of working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on a bunch of different holiday tournaments and stuff that are that's happening in the St. Cloud area, and we'll get to that later on in this podcast. But um, I think we got we got a few things to talk about over the past week. Um, you and I have both been kind of going to different things over the last week, and um, have actually had a plentiful of uh, uh, of games to watch, and you know, notes to have, and and just things to talk about. Yeah, we were, got to see a lot of games, um, like you mentioned, in a couple different sports this last week. So we will touch on all of that as. Um, we go through some of the, the different sports we've got to see. And like you said, yeah, previewing a lot of these holiday tournaments um, that bring a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of games to the area makes it a really kind of fun, busy um, three or four days there before uh, New Year's. And then even on New Year's Day, the Huskies play this year. They play Bemidji State. Um, they'll be their first game back in, you know, three weeks or so. So that'll be exciting, too. So a lot to get to. But we will start with um, last night for you it was Tuesday night. I wasn't working last night, but you were out at um, a couple events. This The last event you were at was Sartell Soccer Rapids Boys Hockey. Uh, I know this was, you know, Sartell's off to a really nice start um, in a lot of sports, but boys hockey is especially one. I think they're the only undefeated team uh, in the Central Lakes, actually, right now in conference at 3-0 and now. Uh, got the victory last night over the storm. I know you did a takeaways story this morning. What really stood out to you uh, from their performance you got to see last night? Uh, they just look so clean. Um, I mean... I think one of the things that you first talk about is, you know, the rivalry. Obviously, that's a fun one um, just between those two teams. They, you know, anytime that Sock Rapids Rice and Sartell are able to compete in a, in a sport, it's always it always brings some attention. And then tonight, last night, it brought some fans, which was really fun to see. Last year when they had this matchup, I think it was just parents that were in the stands. And no offense to parents, but they're not as loud as, as some of the student sections. So, um, it, it's kind of fun to have that student section back and chanting back and forth. But uh, unfortunately, Sock Rapids Rice's student section really couldn't say much after the first period <laughs> because uh, Sartell went up, I think it was two or three nothing, and then just kept pushing the pace a little bit and ended up winning eight to nothing on, on Tuesday night at Sports Arena East. Um, a lot of smiles for Sartell. Um, they've been looking really good so far this season. And um, part of it is due to their leading um, offensive leader. And uh, last night, probably just an incredible game from him. Um, and that is Tori Lund. Um, Tori is a junior captain. He was kind of, he kind of took on the realms of, you know, having to be that offensive person um, last year. But now that a few of these guys have graduated, you know, people like Michael Webster, different people like that, 
um, he kind of took on this captain role now. And, you know, not only is he scoring goals, but he's also leading by example. And last night he finished the night with five goals and one assist, um, which is a phenomenal game for anyone. Um, it's his best performance uh, in, in his high school career. And, uh, I mean, he was just – he was on top of it. He was looking really good. But overall, Sartell just looked good communication-wise. They were able to communicate back and forth, get that guy that was open, and being able to take really good shots on goal. And when you do that, you get lucky sometimes, and it goes in the back of the net. So um, they did a very nice job with that last night, as well as their goalie, Noah Hacker. He's been kind of starting most of the games for um, the Sabres this season. They're kind of doing a little bit of a back and forth with goalies. Um, Brandon Bonick, he's also one of the other guys that is kind of taking over that role as well. But Noah's been looking really good so far this season. Um, he's just a very physical goalie. You could see him a couple times last night where, you know, a guy was getting close to his goal and, you know, he would give him a nice little shove, you know, in into the – in, into the wall or whatever it may be. And then towards the end of the night, he went to go grab a puck out of his, out of his net. And um, one of the guys kind of slammed him and you could tell that he really wanted to go after him, but <laughs> his, uh, his Sartell teammates were thinking, thinking smartly and, and held him back a little bit. So he didn't get in any, any, into any more trouble, but overall a really good game last night for Sartell. Um, they have about a week off before they start the Granite city hockey tournament here in St. Cloud. Um, and then after that, they're kind of hitting the road or they're hitting the, hitting the ice pretty often. They got three games, I think every week until the end of the regular season. And so, um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they deal with this upcoming week at the Granite city hockey tournament, because after that, it's going to be very similar where you're going to have three games every single week. Um, so yeah, no, otherwise, um, just really good to see one note for Sock Rapids Rice, Easton Portner. I mean, I know there's kind of rebuilding-ish because they they brought out or they had a lot of they had you know some good talent that left, but Easton Portner looks really good. He's fast. Um, he's definitely trying to keep the keep the storm into the in the game, and um, you could tell that he was kind of flying around on that ice pretty quickly last night. And you know this was this was kind of key for Sartell to get this win, especially because they've had a couple games postponed. Um, they haven't got to play a ton lately, and this is, like you said, that that last game get a little momentum going into this tournament. The previous two games, they beat you know River Lakes one nothing, lost to Bemidji at one nothing too. So it had been a couple weeks since they'd been able to to string a game together, like when they beat Mankato West eight to nothing earlier this year. But um, you know, while they are four and two overall, um, you know they're zero and two in the section right now. Being up in two A, that's it's a tough section that that they're in. So being able to get a little momentum, you know, they're going to get to play teams, um, you know, possibly a couple of section teams here in the tournament, I know as well. Um, so just being able to get those kind of opportunities in a section that's loaded at the top with teams like Roseau and St. Michael, um, you know, team that they lost to earlier this year, just getting that confidence back, being able to string together some offense like that, I think uh, will be huge. And I know you mentioned the tournament just briefly there that start tells me playing and we have, you know, basically every local team will be playing in this tournament um, in the next couple of days there next week. Do you want to just go through what the big matchups are to you um, and what kind of people should, should watch out for with that one? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, just a little bit of a preview. Um, everything's at the MAC. They play Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They have two different sessions, four games total. Um, they also have junior varsity games that are happening earlier in the day. 
Um, so just kind of, um, you know, a lot of a lot of hockey action going on at the MAC over the the course of the week. Um, but some of the big matchups I would say is, you know, Tuesday you have two local teams with Cathedral and River Lakes playing at five o'clock that day. Obviously, two teams that are kind of building from last year and you know trying to grow from that. Um, and then you also have uh, Sartell and Monticello. They're playing at 11.30 a.m. That should be a kind of a good matchup. Um, obviously, Monticello is not in their section, but Monticello is a pretty good team. So um, be fun to kind of see how that one goes. On Wednesday, I think the big matchups are um, Cathedral and Sock Rapids. They play right away at 11.30 in the morning. Um, two teams that are going to be in the, sec- in the same section. Um, that'll be kind of a good matchup to see where they stand in sections um, as the season kind of rolls on. Another one is going to be um, St. Cloud and Providence Academy. Providence Academy looks really good. I think they're 4-2 and two to start off this season, but they've been playing like some really good private teams um, to start off this year and looking really good. So be interesting to see how St. Cloud kind of looks at them and um, what they need to do to maybe beat them. Um, and then the final night on Thursday, um, one of the big – Big matchups is going to be Sock Rapids and Monticello. That's another section um, matchup there at 5 o'clock on, on Thursday night. Um, that'll be a good one. Sartell versus Providence Academy at 11.30 a.m. That'll be another good one just to see, you know, obviously Sartell being up in that 2A now. They're going to be playing some really good teams towards that section time. And Providence Academy is a really good opportunity to see where they stand um, regarding that. And then finally... The last game of the of the tournament is going to be Cathedral and St. Cloud. Um, that's at 7.15 p.m. They're doing kind of a um, memorial of Mac Motzkow. Um, they, it looks like they have like a wall that they're going to unveil. Um, and it, it's dedicated to um, different people that make an impact um, at the Mac and, and, and certain things like that. So it'll be a really good time. Everybody's encouraged to wear red that night. Um, in in support of uh, of that memorial um and i know i'll be there with dave and we'll be kind of taking photos and doing stuff like that they haven't been able to play since 2019 because last year um that was the one game that got that got postponed for i think both teams so um due to COVID and such so um yeah it'll be it'll be kind of fun to to see how these games unveil over the first over those three days and um i think i know for you you're doing kind of like a top 10 things that you saw over the basketball tournaments. I'm kind of doing a similar thing with uh, hockey. So um, whatever sport you're kind of into, um, we'll both, we'll have it up on sctimes.com next week towards the end of the week after all of the tournaments are done. Yeah, and in my mistake, I was forgetting with Sartell moving sections. They aren't going to be playing any section opponents, but they still are going to be playing um, some really good opponents over that stretch as well. Um, and, and speaking of Sartell, you know, as – uh, we talk about their success in hockey, especially it seems like that's going for a lot of uh, winter sports. Some of the ones, you know, we always talk about them a lot in the winter, but it's some sports like, you know, dance and swimming and gymnastics. This year, it seems like more of some of the the bigger team sports, you know, with more athletes like basketball and hockey and some of these, and especially basketball with the guys basketball team being undefeated. The girls basketball team only have one loss. Um, they're off to a really great start. And and for the boys, they were able to pick up a win um, over Sock Rapids last night, which continued their undefeated stretch to start the year. 
Uh, we're going to be, I'll be for sure seeing them next week um, when they get to play Buffalo. Um, I believe it's Buffalo. Yeah, on Thursday night that um, they're both 6-0 as well. They're in the same section. They're right at the top of the section right now. So uh, being able to beat a team like Sock Rapids, uh, who was able to beat them in sections last year, I think that's just a huge win for them as well, too, to continue that momentum. Uh, so that'll be a key game next week um, in that tournament. Another one that's going to be key um, is Apollo versus Tech. And while I haven't got to see Tech this year, I know they bounced back. They got a big win over Little Falls by, you know, 20, 30 points last night to to get some momentum back. And um, Apollo I got to see last Friday um, when they played Detroit Lakes, which was a section matchup. And in that game, Apollo, they started slow. Um, both teams started pretty slow, honestly, scoring. And then Detroit Lakes kind of went on a run and, it was, you know, it was kind of unclear where um, the offense was going to come from, honestly, for Apollo. And then Isaiah Washington, who's a freshman that uh, he played a bit as an eighth grader, but wasn't asked to score the ball a lot. He also came in. Uh, well, he started as well. He came up, hit five. I, I don't know if it was five straight, but if it wasn't, it was like five of six three pointers in a row um, to just completely open up the game. He had 17 first half points um, that kind of kept them in it in the second half. Well, Isaiah did a lot of the scoring in the first half. Uh, Thomas Dew was the one that really took over in that half. Um, while in the first half, he kind of wasn't getting the calls at the rim. Um, he had a couple turnovers. Second half, he did a lot better job catching the ball in the post and converting, making good passes. Um, and then he also went on a stretch where he knocked down three consecutive three-pointers, which, you know, at least, you know, he's a six-seven, six-eight guy. You don't see that a ton around here as much. Um, so for him being able to do that, uh, continue to add that to his game, which has only progressed the last couple of years, um, that was really impressive. And, you know, they were able to hold Detroit Lakes really well defensively in that second half, too. And and that was key, uh, talking to Thomas and Isaiah after the game. I mean, the big thing for them was moving the ball better, playing defensively like that, kind of taking pride in that is something their coach Jason Allen's really preached is going to be successful for them. And, you know, so far this year, the offense hasn't quite been there consistently, honestly. Um, they've had a bit of a trouble this game. You know, they were able to to score a little bit higher, but a lot of games have only been in like the 40s or low 50s they've been scoring. So they're going to have to be able to play really strong defensively if um, if they're only putting up score lines like that. I mean, they got up to 69 in this one, but their two losses since that game, they only scored 45 points and 44 points. Um, so that's something they're going to have to kind of try to figure out against Tech. Um, I'm really interested to see how these two teams face off because, you know, Tech, they've had a couple losses this year as well, but they've been to a couple top 10 teams. So I know that's definitely a game we're both really looking forward to on the guys' basketball side next week. Yeah, no, I, I know I'm for sure looking forward to that game. And, um, I mean, Tech, like you said, got a really nice win against Little Falls last night at 85-49. Um, they had a tough Tough loss um, against Alexandria, but, I mean, Alexandria is a tough team. So, um, I mean, when you face Alexandria, you're kind of – you need to play your best game to at least, you know, stay within it, um, which kind of turns to Ricori. They they played Alexandria last night, made it a game. They, they only lost 65-62, which was um, a really good game for the Spartans, especially um, with just their progression and, and where they're wanting to go. Um, and then – just to kind of wrap up boys basketball scores a little bit, Albany got the 64 to 30 win against Holdingford last night. Um, Tyson Garrett's led the team with 18 points. Um, and then Cathedral, they got the win against Rozo 63 to 45 last Friday um, with um, 
quite a few guys kind of having some good performances and such. Um, and then they, they lost in a close one, 60 to 55 to war road on Saturday. Um, so just kind of a few different things there. Mason Lund got 20 points, seven rebounds and four steals in the 64, 47 victory against sock rapids for Sartell. Um, and, um, Elijah or Eli Moylanen, um, had 14 points, five rebounds and two assists for the storm, um, that night as well. So, um, some good performances there, and um, I think we'll be seeing plenty of action next week um, when it comes to boys basketball. Yeah, I, mean, I think you know we'll be seeing that Apollo Tech game. I think there's a good chance I'm also going to see Albany and Ricori and Sartell as well. And Ricori, that's especially impressive because you know I saw them play a really good half against Sartell when they lost earlier in the year, and then it kind of went off the rails. And even you know talking to their head coach Levi, you know he he said that you know they're still a young team, they're still going to be learning. It might take a bit and for them to get their first win of the year last Friday um, by two points over Fergus Falls and then play almost more competitively than anyone has against Alexandria this year, you know, who's undefeated. I think that that kind of speaks volumes. So I'm excited to see uh, what they're kind of capable of over that break, too. I think I'm going to see them play Blake when they're in the holiday tournament. So that's a team to watch. Like I mentioned earlier, Sartell Buffalo. That's a good game. Albany, who you saw, you know, win last Thursday. They're off to a great start. So. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to be excited about in the boys' basketball scene, definitely so far. Yeah, no, for sure. And kind of transitioning into girls' basketball, um, I know you were talking about how how Sartell's been having some good basketball um, teams. Sartell girls is doing the same thing. They're six and one right now. They got some nice wins. They beat Wilmer forty nine forty seven on Friday, um, and then they came back and. Handed Sock Rapids Rice a, a, a loss there, 76 to 28 um, on Tuesday night. So um, some some good performances by Sartell in those two games. Um, the game that I went to was Friday night um, in Albany. Um, a little bit of a snowier night, which I guess I wasn't really expecting. So that was kind of something um, that was unexpected for me. Um, but that's okay. Um, it was a nice drive, I guess. Um but Albany girls, they were taking on Pequot Lakes. Pequot Lakes was number eight in Class AA, um, and Albany was number 17. So, again, similar to Thursday night's game um, that Albany played Annandale in boys basketball, kind of a similar situation in, in girls basketball on Friday night. Um, Albany was able to get the win, um, and they were able to upset – um, the Patriots nine, 90 or 59 to 54, sorry, not 90, um, <laughs> 59 to 54. Um, but a very physical game, I would say a very physical game. Um, and a lot of pressure. Albany kind of started off right away with full court press zone defense, and they were in, um, Pequot Lakes's faces all night long, um, trying to annoy them, trying to grab the ball, trying to you know, anything they, that they could to, to get that ball and, and start that offense. Um, and it worked. I mean, they had little spurts here and there where, you know, Pequot Lakes would go on a run or whatever. But overall, the Huskies did a very nice job of containing them. Um, I think the one thing that Aaron Boynum even said was, you know, their head coach, he said, we, we need them to stop fouling. But he's not going to try and, you know, teach them to be less physical He's going to try to teach them to be physical, but be smart physical. Um, so 
Um, I mean, they looked really good on, on Friday night. Um, I'm interested to see how they do um, over the holiday tournament because they're playing two very good teams. Um, on Wednesday, they're playing Providence Academy, which is a Class AA state championship rematch um, from last year where the Huskies were able to win and beat Providence Academy. Um, but Providence Academy has all of their players back, and they're looking really good. They're ranked number two right now in Class AA. Um, and then the next day, if that wasn't hard enough, they're going to go play Minnetonka, who's ranked number three overall. Um, they're number two overall in Class 4A. So um, we'll see how it goes after that, I guess. But, um, but I know for them, they wanted to be challenged early on um, so that they can kind of see where they stand as they get ready for January and the rest of the regular season. And, you know, I give them props for that because that's – um, it's not easy to, to schedule those and be in a mindset where you can win those types of games, um, especially with all the turnover that they've had um, from during the off season. So, um, but yeah, it'll be fun to it'll be fun to see how they do. Um, I think I might be going over to that Providence Academy game for a little while um, before going to the Tech Apollo game. Um, so we'll be kind of bouncing around throughout the throughout those two days. Yeah, so that you know, it, they're gonna it doesn't really get much tougher than that. To be perfectly honest, so we will get a good idea where Albany's at, especially after being able to, to pull an upset like that that you got to see. And um, just touching on Sartell again, just for a second, they, you know, I mentioned they were uh, six and one. Um, you know, I, they've already picked up two wins in the section too, which is key. Um, and they're going to get a chance to, you know, face another team in their section in Buffalo on Wednesday next week. That'll be a big one that I'm going to see, especially because. Um, you know, they get to play it at Sartell too, a very nice bonus for them with it being at all these sites. They're one of the, um, gosh, one of the only teams other than tech boys, I think of any of our local teams that are playing at their own high school for, um, one of their Granite city games. So that's a nice bonus for them when they face Buffalo. And then they're also going to be facing a 4A team in Lakeville South the following day, um, at St. Ben's. So also get a really good idea where the Sabres are at, um, who, you know, to normal form, um, other than that one loss this year, which was 71 to 48 at Fergus Falls, um, that was a tough loss for them. All the other games, they haven't allowed more than uh, 50 points in any game. They've allowed teams to 26 or less three times this year. Um, their defense is just incredible as usual. And lately, they're also getting you know nights like last night where they're getting huge offensive production. And even in a, that game like Wilmer last week, you mentioned they only won by two. I don't think they shot the ball very well that game they're still able to, to kind of claw out a victory. So seeing good things from them as well. A um, couple other teams that we're going to try to see as well as, you know, another is St. Cloud who's been picking up some victories. I think they got a win last night as well. Um, and then there's a couple other teams playing in other tournaments uh, like Sock Rapids is in a tournament and Monticello Cathedral has their own tournament um, that we, we probably won't get a chance to see, but are also, um, you know, doing, seeing some nice signs here and there. So uh, yeah, a lot, a lot going on. Um, on the basketball front as well, but a couple really good teams to start the year, especially, you know, Sartell and Albany with that stretch. Um, and Ricori also one team I didn't mention that is going to be playing in the tournament also been picking up uh, some wins. They lost to Alexandria last night, which was kind of a big game for, you know, kind of top of the, their section in section eight, three, a, but uh, they came up a little short in that one on the road, but the Spartans have still been stringing together some wins as well to start this season. So a um, lot going on there. I think the last sport we'll touch on before our first break um, is wrestling, which you also saw uh, last night. You saw Ricori and Sock Rapids. 
um, in a dual meet there. Um, I know you kind of have a, a feature angle you can probably talk about a little, but um, what did you also just see, you know, from the, the time you were able to be at that meet last night? Yeah, no, um, Soccer Rapids hosted um, quadrangular match um, uh, at their gym, and it involved Ricori as well as Brainerd and Detroit Lakes. So it was kind of nice to see because Brainerd obviously is a good competitor um, and a good team to kind of look at and see, okay, you know, how does our teams compare to Brainerd, um, especially when it comes to wrestling? Um, Ricori looked really good last night. They got the 60-19 to 19 victory over Sock Rapids Rice. Then they beat uh, Detroit Lakes 45-27. to 27, And then they beat Brainerd 39-27. to 27. So some really good performances um, for the Spartans to get three straight wins and kind of win that quadrangular, which is always good to see. Um, Sock Rapids Rice had a little bit of trouble last night. Um, got that loss against the, the Spartans. And then they lost 50-21 to 29, or 21 against Brainerd and 42 to 36 against Detroit Lakes. Um, Sock Rapids was also, they didn't have um, some of their top wrestlers like Cole Ackerman. Um, sounds like they're kind of going through some illness as well as some injuries. Um, so they they weren't, weren't, they didn't have everyone there. Um, the one name that kind of brought to my attention was um, Vance Bars. Um, he's ranked, he's um, someone that, I definitely had in my story early on about, you know, wh- wh- who to watch out for or whatever. But um, but he's actually been looking really good. Um, he had a really good match against a Brainerd um, kid. And, I mean, he fought it out and was able to get the win. And um, those are the types of matches where you kind of figure out whether or not, you know, they, they have the juice to be able to, to kind of keep going because it's exhausting. I mean, it's exhausting to watch them um, for three periods go through and, and try and, you know, Russell, let alone doing it. So, um, so that was that was it. That was a good um, good wrestler to watch for the Storm. Um, for the for the Spartans, I am working on a story. Um, it's going to be coming out next week um, while I'm on vacation. But it's on the um, Moshko brothers. They are Austin, Evan, and Cameron. They also have a younger brother named Mason that's not on the team, but will soon probably be on the team. Um, but it's just kind of unique that you see three brothers competing. Usually they're not, you know, they're not in the same age range where you can make that happen. Um, but for wrestling, a lot of the teams depend on eighth, seventh and eighth graders to be those smaller weights just because, you know, you got to have small kids. Um, and so Cameron's an eighth grader, Evan's a sophomore and Austin's a senior. Um, Mason is a sixth grader. So, they kind of lined it up every two years and um, they they've been kind of helping this Spartans team get on the right track this year. Um, there's plenty of other guys on the team that's been doing really well. Ryan Rose, you know, Jack Major, um, Mason Orth, um, Grady Minerath, bunch of different guys that are doing their part to keep this team going and such. But um, it's always good to have three brothers that have loved wrestling for a very long time continue to love it and they show it every single time that they get on the mat. So um, I would encourage you to get a subscription because it's going to be sub only, um, but get a subscription over the Christmas uh, weekend. I know we're having some good deals right now and um, go read that next week along with a couple other feature stories that are going to be coming out as well from me. So um, kind of stay tuned for all of that, but 
yeah, overall, just a really a really good match. I, I haven't seen wrestling this season, so that was my first wrestling um, match, and it was just kind of fun to get back out on the mat and see them, you know, toss guys in the air and, you know, all that type of fun stuff. So, um, yeah, no, good good night overall. Yeah, and, you know, it's impressive to, to see three brothers even competing like that, especially at such a high level. And like you said, guys, they're really going to depend on for their success this year is is very cool. So um, beyond that, I think we'll kind of take our first break of the day next. When we come back on the other side, we'll get to just kind of a few other news and notes, um, talk about any tournaments we missed so far, and kind of preview what, where we're going to be at um, kind of from now until uh, basically the new year. So uh, we're going to take, like I said, a quick break, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Like we mentioned, we're going to go um, a little more in depth on a couple tournaments, mention a couple that we missed, um, and just kind of hit some news and notes before we finish this up with how busy we're going to be next week. I doubt we're going to have time to report a pod, uh, to record a podcast with, with the stuff that's going on. So this will, I would say this will probably be our last podcast of 2021, I would guess. And then probably that first week of uh, 2022, we'll kind of be right back to it with with a pretty consistent schedule again um, with Wednesdays kind of being our free day most often to, to record. But uh, before then we mentioned, we still have quite a few tournaments going on. Uh, as I, as I said before that, you know, there's going to be some really big games in the Granite city classic, something that uh, continues to kind of grow and grow every year. Um, it's especially just kind of crazy how many teams are in this, I, you know, there's 70 varsity games between boys and girls um, over the two days. Uh, that includes, um, you know, at, I think it's six different sites. You have St. Cloud State, St. Ben's, St. John's, Apollo Tech, Sartell, that all these games are basically just going to be going on constantly on Wednesday and Thursday. And to fit 70 games um, in a two-day span is kind of insane to pull off. So, um, But Breakdown Sports that does it as they do kind of tournaments throughout the entire year, but this is kind of usually the their pinnacle of the most teams that they they try to put on. So, it's always a cool tournament to see. Like we mentioned, a lot of local teams playing. There's always a lot of, you know, big prospects from teams from the Twin Cities as well that come up. Um, so definitely just kind of check out their schedule as well if you want to see every team and when everyone's playing because it's so long of a list. So I won't bore you with the details here, but that's definitely one that I'm going to have a big eye on. Um, Brian also talked a bit about the Granite City Hockey Tournament that has a lot of local teams that are going to be playing some cool um you know, cross conference slash section matchups between local teams we don't always get to see as well. Um, so that's exciting. But there's also a couple other tournaments um, we haven't mentioned really much yet. So, Brian, do you want to kind of run through? I know we have uh, some cathedral basketball tournaments. We have a girls hockey tournament as well. Do you want to give a little more details on those? Yeah. So with the cathedral um, holiday tournament, um, it's the Crusader Christmas Boys Basketball Classic and Crusader Christmas Girls Basketball Classic. Um, on the boys' side, there's eight teams, um, with Cathedral being pretty much the only team that's in our local area that we cover in this tournament. Um, but they do have a few um, different pe- or different teams from like the Granite City, like Melrose, Malacca, Royalton, different different teams like that. 
Um, but Royalton will be playing Cathedral in the first round in the quarterfinals at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, the winner of that game will play the winner of Moose Lake and Concordia Academy at 7.30 on Wednesday. The losers will play at 12.30 um, on Wednesday. And then they have championship, third place, fifth place, and seventh place, place games lined up throughout the entire day um, on Thursday. Um, and so that'll be kind of a fun fun one. I know Cathedral has been having that for a while. Um, and so um, I know it's a tradition of theirs to keep having that tournament, which is always kind of fun to see. On the girls' side, four teams are part of that. Um, and they will play – Cathedral will play Litchfield at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night at Cathedral. Um with the championship and third place games happening in the afternoon and evening on Thursday. And I was going to say, if I was just going to say, if I remember right, I think I saw on Twitter that they're going to be using um, the shot clocks for this tournament as well, I believe. So that's kind of cool with that getting passed. It's a couple of years down the road, but cathedral is one of those schools that already has them in place um, and being able to kind of, um, give the teams experience and what that's going to look like in the years ahead. Um, I know you can do that for, kind of non-conference games or if both schools agree to it, um, some of that. So it's cool that they're going to be able to, to do that for the tournament as well. Yeah, no, they've been, they've been able to use that for a couple of years now with the, with the holiday tournament. They can't do it during the regular season, but during tournaments, as long as, like you said, they get approved by all the teams, they can use it. And so, yeah, it'll be, be nice to see that and probably kind of weird too a little bit just because we're not used to it. Um, and then the final the final game or the final tournament is at Burnix Arena. They have a hockey tournament for girls hockey. Um, the four teams that are going to be playing is New Ulm, um, Minot, St. Cloud, and Sartell Sock Rapids Rice, which obviously the Storm and Sabres is home, home uh, ice for them. And that will be taking place Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Tuesday, New Ulm is going to take on Sartell Sock Rapids Rice. Um, at 5 p.m. with Minot and St. Cloud following afterwards at 7 p.m. And then on Wednesday, going to kind of flip. New Ulm is going to play St. Cloud at noon, and Minot's play in the Storm and Sabres at 2 p.m. So some good matchups there. Um, we were trying to figure out Minot's record before this. It's just hard to find because they're North Dakota. <laughs> um, but from what Zach saw, is they are 4-2 and two this season, um, and New Ulm is actually 9-0. and oh. They're looking really good. So um, I, I some good competition for the two local teams. Um, kind of a shame that they don't get to play against each other in this tournament. But I think it's also the fact that they'll play each other during the regular season. So um, we'll see them play again sometime soon. But, yeah, no, definitely a ha quite a bit of stuff going on um, over the next week. Um, I think we'll probably do a little bit of a recap the following week on our podcast of just what we've seen over that week. Um, and kind of get you geared up for what to expect for the rest of the regular season with sections. Oh boy. Sections, I think is the first week of February for dance. So, um, kind of scared to think about that right now. <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah. It, it'll come fast, but this is the one time, at least until next week, when we're going to be running around, we get to breathe this week and kind of plan stuff out. So, um, yeah, if you put all those teams together from, the Grand City tournaments, these other tournaments, that's almost at least 100 varsity teams. That's not even counting all the JV teams that are going to be playing throughout these tournaments as well. So it's going to be kind of a crazy couple of days um, around the St. Cloud area. So 
that's kind of it for high school. Um, and some just kind of other news and notes. College, it's kind of deadsville right now. But this is the time, the one time of the year basically where there's other than the summer where there's no games scheduled for college. Basically anything. Um, so this week I'm kind of taking the chance to um, look at you know kind of the different colleges, universities, kind of break down each sport where they're at at this point. And I'm kind of releasing those um, throughout the week on sctimes.com since. It's the one time I can do it where something's not going to change by like the next day or something. Um, so I'm taking advantage of that. But the next, um, I believe the next event I'll actually be covering in person for college is Saturday, January 1st, when St. Cloud State, they come back um, and they face Bemidji State. Um, they'll be playing the night before on New Year's Eve up in Bemidji and they'll come down here and play the next night. So it'll be cool to kind of see how um, they rebound after uh, not getting to play for a bit. So that's that'll be a key. Um, you know, one other thing to mention is junior hockey, who I got to see the Norsemen um, get to play on Saturday night. That's where I was. They they won that game four to nothing. They looked really great in that one. Um, it was kind of one of those games where they just dominated from the jump, um, scored early, kind of spread out their goals, kind of everything went their way in that one. So they'd lost a shootout to the same team from Aberdeen the night before. Um, they responded really well, and they had these cool... Um, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but on Twitter or anything, they had these ugly Christmas sweater jerseys um, that they were auctioning off for the Salvation Army that were like blue with like literally they looked like an ugly Christmas sweater. And they had the socks too and everything. It was a really cool look. I always like when you could take pictures of like those one-off kind of jerseys. Um, is fun. So it was kind of their their Christmas theme night since it was their last game before the holidays. So um, they've been kind of on a pretty good streak um, lately. I think before that game they'd won. Uh, four games in a row. So they've been playing really well. And then, you know, our other junior hockey team, the Granite City Lumberjacks have also been playing insanely well. You know, I think they're up to, I think they're up to 25 and one. They've won at least, they've won over 20 games in a row. And I think right now they're kind of playing in their games where um, it's kind of over this time of the year, they play teams from other divisions. They usually don't get to see, they kind of play in a big like showcase type tournament for three days that they've, they've continued to win in that too. So, um, it looks like they're up two to one after two periods in their game today um, that's going on as we record this. But they're just also, yeah, on an incredible run that um, I'm assuming we're going to continue to see more of because they're having a great year, too. But other than that, not not too much going on. Like we said, not really. I think after tonight, we don't have any games until these tournaments um, next week. So it's, it's kind of a or we have a couple things um, on Thursday night, most a couple on the road, a couple at home. But. Um, other than that, it's, it's about a week off. So I know we're both off this weekend as well. So kind of trying to wrap up some last minute stuff as this week goes on, but kind of getting a nice little break here before the, before the new year. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be out in Colorado starting tomorrow and, um, enjoying my time out there with, uh, some family and, and then coming back on Tuesday and we'll start working on, um, some of the holiday stuff. So um, nice to get away for a little bit, and I know for us, we've been, for some odd reason, we just decided to use all of our PTO in December, so um, <laughs> somehow it works that way every year, but uh, yeah, I, I know I'm looking forward to that, and um, I know you have some holiday plans as well, so um, we'll kind of do that, but um, but I hope everybody has a great holiday weekend, um, you know, and, and obviously we won't be recording next week, so have a happy new year. Um, it's been kind of a fun year of many different memories from Frozen 4 
national championship games that Zach was at in Pittsburgh with Dave um, to Albany winning the girls' basketball tournament while they were gone. <laughs> that weekend just in general was good. That was a crazy weekend, yeah. So I know I know next week we're going to be kind of putting together a list of um, our top sports stories from the week. So I'm assuming along with our tournament coverage that first podcast in the new year, we'll also talk about um, some of those game, you know, big events, big stories from 2021. Close the book on 2021 and look firmly ahead to the winter of 2022. But um, other than that, I think that about does it for the podcast today. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the SC Times Sports Report podcast, and we will see you again next time.